0: So I'm speaking with uh, composer Mario Savini, whose uh, versatility as a composer and storyteller can be heard all across his work. Uh, Some of his scores include the cult favorite Tripping the Rift, as well as a series like Mohawk Girls. And now the Crackle series, The Art of More, uh, starring Christian Cook, uh, Kate Bosworth, uh, Carrie Elwes and Dennis Quaid. Uh, Mario, thank you so much for uh, speaking tonight.
1: Thanks for, for speaking to me.
0: Yeah, of course. And uh, so to start off, I would love to, um, to kind of know at what point did you did kind of music enter your life and, uh, at, and what was kind of the turning point that you decided to kind of focus on a path just for uh, film and television composing?
1: Well, I started music, playing music. I was like six years old. Uh, I was a very instinctive um, kid. I was listening to TV shows and there was a piano in the living room. And I like to go on the piano and try to play the songs that I, that was, I was hearing on TV. So uh, I developed my ear a lot of, at, a, at a young age. And then I started playing drums and guitar. I was very curious. I wanted to try everything. So um, then I, I took some drum lessons, uh, piano lessons. And then I started playing in bars, like almost every <laughs> musician. Uh-huh. So um, I started playing nightclubs, and then uh, there was like, you know, a lot of bands playing the same songs in the same bars. You know, so I started to twist, you know, the songs. And um are you there? Yes. Uh huh. Okay. There's a there's a noise on the line. So I started, uh, you know, twist the songs, play with arrangements, and you know, I was like, oh, that's fun. It's cool to play with that, you know, uh, making a song that was smooth, uh, you know, making it sound like a reggae song mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, playing with tracks. So then I started being, um, you know, uh, assistant composer for other people, plugging wires, editing on computer. And then I did my first uh, pitch for a show. I was like 25, 26.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: I got the gig. It was a small, it was small, uh, you know, 30 second uh, build, you know, capsules before shows. So, uh, and it started like that, you know, and I, I did other pitches and, and then, you know, getting equipped in the studio and And it's the best job in the world.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Amazing path. Um, So what what kind of, uh, I I guess, when you're writing a a score, whether it's for film, TV, or whatever, but what's kind of the key to finding, uh, in your opinion, the key to finding the heart or the sound of a a film or TV series? Kind of what dictates, I guess, the type of uh, instrumentation, the the tone? uh, What kind of uh, influences the music you end up writing the most?
1: Um It's a lot. Uh, I think that the, the thing I write the most is, is atmosphere stuff. You know, sensitive stuff, uh, pianos uh, with, with pads and you know strings. And but it, again, you know, I'm I'm working on so much different stuff and series that yeah, yeah. it's never the same. You know, but I think the 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 quality any composer should have is to be. Sensitive when you watch the first time you watch the, the show or the film, you have no music, you need to feel, you know, where do we need music? Where because this the the silence are, are, are as good as music, you know, in music, right? right. So sometimes you need just to let the, the scene go, let the scene be what it is, and then you just come in smoothly. And so, I think any composer need to really have this. Sensitivity, you know and instinct uh, at first you know right yeah yeah um,
0: and you've done and you've done several TV series and uh, I think television composing is so interesting because as a viewer, you know, you I, I watch a TV series, and sometimes you know it goes on for say eight or nine years. You go back and you watch the first season, and it's almost it's almost like a different show. It's a, and I feel like the first season yeah. first season of any TV show, I feel like is when the you know you're finding the voice, the rhythm, the acting, the storytelling. Exactly. So does that does, yeah. that does that extend to the score as well? Do you feel like the groundwork? Oh yes. Yeah. So does it oh, cha- yeah. does it change oh. a little bit? You know, once you kind of find your yeah. comfort zone. Yeah. Well.
1: The score needs to evolve with the story, the storylines, and, and of course, the first season and even the first show of the first season, we need to discuss so much, you know, with producers and directors, what do we need, and then you need to try stuff, and you put some colors, and you're put a lot of colors and then you say okay a little less green a little less <laughs> blue a little more red you know right and when you found you know the the right amount of of texture that that you you needed to, to have on the show then you can start having some fun
0: Absolutely.
1: because the the it, it's it's fun to explore but when you find the sound you need it's amazing where you can go and then the storyline evolves the seasons go and go so and your music becomes more mature you know mm. so it's it's very interesting because it's not you, know, you need to compose for the show not for you you know right. not not for for people not well for people in a way yes because it needs to you know reflect what the show is but it's not about you That's what I'm saying. So you need to respect the scenes. You need to respect, um, you know, all the the, the silences. Uh, You need to respect the actors. And you need to get, you know, the scene the further, uh, you know, uh, you need to bring it at the point that it's going to be, you know, great and amazing and and it does its job, you
0: know? Right, absolutely. Um, and yeah. So you're, you're scoring the score, uh, you're writing the score for The Art of More, which is on, on Crackle, and uh, yeah. streaming channels like Crackle, and Netflix, and Hulu, I mean, they've essentially kind of reshaped, I think, the way we watch TV, you know? Oh, yeah. No longer yeah. are people, you know, watching on a TV screen at a certain time. Um, does that, yeah. you, know, the, you know, the fact that a large majority of people, you know, watch on their phones, their tablets, their laptops, usually through headphones, does that change the way you approach uh tv scoring at all or does it completely have no difference i mean does it
1: no it has no difference because it's 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 the new way to watch tv and you know netflix started you know to do their own series a few years ago right and they 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 bring up a standard that it's it's network you know standard it's the same and and the mix the final mix is done as if you're listening to it on your tv or you know headphones or Mm. so no it doesn't change for me no at all
0: not at all so for the for the for the art of more which uh which is a show you're you're working on right now um when you initially this is on the second season but when you initially sat down to start scoring the series kind of what were the the first conversations about the music what was it the goal for the music to be on the show and what did you initially i guess set out to do
1: well you you mean in season one or you on season this in
0: season one from the very beginning
1: yeah well in season one we needed to find the right theme um, Graham played by Christian cook was the main character is the main character of the show and we needed to find his scene and it was the same thing that we used on the open opening credit and so this was uh this it was a bit hard because you know there's there's seven, eight producers. Mm. Everybody has uh, ideas. So I really need to do some work in progress, you know, do a a few cues, send them, and then they comment, you know, okay, a little more of this, a little less of that. And then I go back in the studio. I think I did like five themes for (laughs) Graham. Wow. So they finally picked one. And then from there, there we all the score, even when it it was like, uh, you know, Underscore, a really soft underscore. You can always hear a bit of the melody, you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, 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 you know, very, very, very low, but you, you feel it and then it gives the, the character is, is, is texture, you know? And, and the fact that he's, he's a smuggler and he also works in auction houses. Uh, made me do you know uh, different team different uh arrangements, but with the same thing right. that was pretty cool for me yeah, yeah.
0: so now yeah. season two when you kind of sat down and kind of looked at season two what what about the show i guess uh allowed the score to evolve and what did you decide to kind of where
1: did the music uh, go now well, we went darker, uh-huh. a lot darker with the music, um uh, even when the first season ended. I was like, okay, how is he gonna, you know, manage to get through this? Because the, the Graham Connor in the show was so much deep in it. So mm, yeah. I was like, okay. So when I, I, I started the, the second season, I I asked to read the scripts so I can, you know, uh, prepare myself for the new season and prepare my sounds and see where we're going. And we went darker. Um, there's a new character played by uh, Matt Frewer, um, and he's he's so dark. He's he's am- he's an amazing actor, and every time we see him on screen, um, I wanted people to feel anguish, you know, uh, to feel weird inside because he's really, he's he's a psychopath. <laughs> he's, he's he's crazy, you know. <laughs> and sometimes he, he protects people and the second later he shoots him in the head so you're like what where you know <laughs> like what so, the hell <laughs> what the hell is going on so uh, with the music it was cool to to go really really dark with him you know right and uh, and there's a new uh, uh, character also Merritt Patterson who plays uh Dennis Quaid's daughter in the show mm. And her, I went a little bit bit more playful, um, because she's she's she managed to work with her dad finally in the show. So there's something that really they they were really close, you know. So um, I went a bit a bit more playful for them, but um, overall it was darker. And the second season is so amazing. It's amazing. Right. I mean, it's so fun to do.
0: And it sounds like you really got a chance to uh, really give every character kind of their own personality, which I think is fantastic.
1: Exactly. And there was more time for me. Because when you explore in the first season, you spend a lot more time on the first episode. So that gives you less time for the rest, you know? Right. So uh, second season, everybody's installed. You know, music is, we know where we're going. And, you know, it was so much fun because, you have more time to try stuff you know
0: yeah um so yeah. Kind, of, kind of looking uh, at all your work i mean overall you've done so many different scores across so many different genres yep. and is there a kind of one genre of filmmaking or television that you kind of gravitate to more uh, do you like to write music hmm. more for drama for comedy is there something that kind of speaks to you more personally i know it's your job to kind of fit into any genre but is there one that you kind of appreciate more i like um... to work in
1: more Oh that's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that. I like that it's you know never the same thing. Right. Yeah. Um you know it's it feels like you you're never doing you know the same thing and you're not going you know in the n- 9 to 5 office, you know. So um but I think I did a lot of comedy, romantic uh, stuff, comedy. Um I like that a lot cuz I think in in the whole music film music industry, I think the comedic music is harder to do than drama.
0: Oh, of course, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Because uh, in in comedy, it's it's really easy to be cheesy or you know, uh, it's it's easy to fall in that path, you know. Yeah, for sure. So uh, it, and people might think, oh, comedy that's easy. No, 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 no. It's not easy. It's not. It's really not the same. Uh, you you need to really dose. Um, uh, 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 how do you say in English? Um, you know, not put too much. Uh, yeah, you calibrate. You know. Yeah, yeah. You
0: don't want to be too uh, kind of melodramatic and on the nose and and too on
1: the nose. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, there's a joke. But um. But um. But um. You know. Right. Exactly. M- Mickey Mouse. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, if you do that, it, it doesn't work. So I like I like that. I like comedy a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So
0: you you are uh, you live in Canada. That's correct. Yeah. So as a Canadian composer, I mean a lot of there's so many composers around the world, and and I talk to a lot of them, and a lot of young composers who are living in different countries, you know, and and everyone looks at Hollywood as this place where okay, we have to go here, we have to go here, but a lot of there's successful composers and filmmakers who are kind of building their careers. Uh, elsewhere, yeah. I And mean, what? And can you give any advice or kind of about what made you decide to stay in Canada and build your career there versus having to relocate somewhere?
1: Yeah, well, in our days, it, you know, everything is is by internet. You send your stuff by. Even in Montreal, uh, they don't come at at your place to you know to to see and to watch what you did, and you send quick times right. even when you're at fifteen minutes. You know, um, so. And I'm starting a new series now, and and the producers are in Toronto. We're having a meeting tomorrow, and it's Skype, you know. Mm, yeah. So and after that, I do my stuff, and I send the quick time. So I think that uh, you can be anywhere. You can be, you know, uh, three hours in the woods, and and you can do, you know, big Hollywood scores. Right. Of course, for the contacts and and all the PR stuff. You know, maybe it's good to be on on over there, but I don't know. Um, and another thing is, you can, you know, it's it's a big ocean. You know, Hollywood and California, and you can be a small fish in a big ocean. Absolutely. If you move there, so you're. It's like if you're starting over again. You know. Right. So, and, and uh, there's a lot, a lot of movies and series that are shoot here in Montreal. Um, we had like last year, the two last years, we had like 25 productions. Uh, X-Men, uh, yeah, there was, uh, X-Men, Art of More, uh, I don't know all of them, but you know. Right, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so I think you can manage to be, to work on big stuff and being anywhere you know
0: absolutely well and Mara, you're yeah. de- you're definitely doing that and you're doing such an amazing job and your work is I, I think resonating with so many people and, and i just want to thank you again for for chatting tonight and uh it was such a pleasure to to kind of get into your head for, for a little bit
1: well thanks a lot thank you